SEJ Summit 2016 is coming to Santa Monica, Chicago, and New York City. With a focus on actionable marketing for SEOs by SEOs, SEJ Summit is a can't miss event. Get $50 off your ticket now by using the code SEJNerd. Learn more at searchenginejournal.com slash SEJ Summit 2016. We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world, and all we can think about is where. Where can I hook up my mom? Digital pen hard at work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. So should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. My name's Brent Satoris, and this is another episode of Marketing Nerds. This is going to be an advanced topic, um, and it's going to be with a really good friend of mine who I've known for 10 years, Marcus Tandler. Uh, Marcus Tandler is the co-founder and uh, creator of an amazing online uh, uh, tool called OnPage.org. Um, he has also been an SEO as long as I have known him and much, much longer. Uh, I'm going to give Marcus a, a couple minutes to kind of introduce himself because I, I think that gives you know you a really sense of kind of where he comes from uh, and then we'll dive into some interesting conversations uh today thank you for joining me marcus and uh tell us a little bit about yourself yeah hi brent uh first of all thanks for for the invite uh really uh really glad to be uh uh a guest in your podcast so hi everyone i'm marcus um basically uh, i'm an seo ever since seo has been around i actually started doing seo um, with Alta Vista, so before it actually, uh, before Google started in Germany, actually Google started in Germany in 2000, um, and I was starting with SEO for with Alta Vista and Yahoo, um, and uh, I actually have a I have a fun story about uh, when I first uh, got in got in contact with with Google. Um, so I was doing like workshops and, and seminars um, f- about online marketing on SEO, of course, very rudimentary tips in regards to SEO. Uh, I mean, if you remember, SEO was more about keyword spamming back then, so especially with Alta Vista, whoever had the most uh, iterations of a particular keyword on its page got the highest ranked results. You can do this with the white font and white background, worked really well. So it was very easy in these workshops uh, to tell the people how to do SEO. Um, and I remember quite vividly um, when it was in 1999, uh, someone from the audience asked me if I had heard of a search engine called Google. And I was like, uh, no, what is it? <laughs> and he was like, well, so these are two college dropouts and they have coded a search engine and you don't even have to submit your site to them. Um, and you know, back then you had to submit your site uh, to those search engines. And so I was like, that's stupid. You know, if, they, if I don't submit my site to them, how do they even know that my site still that my site exists? And he said, "Well, they follow the hyperlinks uh, through the web and basically discover new websites on the fly." And I, I was very cocky back then, and I said, "Well, you know, listen to me. I've in this I've been in this business for so long. Do you really think that two college dropouts can just code a search engine and can take power take on powerhouses like Alta Vista and Yahoo? Do you still remember Alta Vista, right? Yeah. <laughs> so this is where I was coming from. But basically, when when Google uh, started in uh, in Germany in two thousand, I basically grew up with them and their algorithms. So, so did that guy did that guy ever find you and 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 give you shit for that later? <laughs> yeah, I should awesome. shout. I actually still know his name. I still know his company. Uh, so I actually should really 
uh, maybe reach out to him uh, sometime in the future. Uh, but the fun thing is, so I'm always I'm always been an SEO. I never drank the Kool Aid of being a growth hacker or whatever you want to call it. I've always been SEO, old school SEO through and through. That's it, you know, technical SEO geek. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's who I am. And um, in regards to what I'm doing right now, for the past four years, we've only been working on onpage.org. Um, so onpage.org is a is a website quality management software and also uh, right now the leading technical SEO software. We got about 180,000 users around the world using our software. Um, we're especially successful here in Germany and this is actually, we just started internationalizing our software a couple of months ago. Uh, but here in Germany, it's uh, over 50% of the top 100 websites in Germany are using our software. Um, so it's really about technical SEO, basically a crawler-based software. Um, we can crawl really deep. We can crawl really fast. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is what we've been doing. So, for so on, on page.org is, is obviously very popular in Germany. Um, is there anything that, you know, really needs to be done for it to be used by other people internationally? I mean, I would figure that it would work for just the same for anybody, right? Oh yeah, of course, and of course, the, the the software itself has always been English, but we have a lot of explanatory explanatory content and stuff like this, and this has always been in Germany, and Germany is a very juicy market, right? So we never really felt the need to uh, go international with it, especially because we're self-funded. There's uh, no external capital in there. We actually we have been profitable ever since week one. So uh, there's nobody, you know, breathing down my neck and saying, you know, open an office here, go there, whatever. So we really focus on the product. We are all technical SEO geeks. We are 45 people here in Munich. Um, so we were really uh, like really aiming to have like the best possible software before I go out and sell it, right? I'm not the sales guy anyway, right? So for me, it was really about building the best possible software first and then trying to internationalize it. It's actually our third generation already. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty incredible. Right? What, what, was it something what, you created for the market? I mean, because a lot of people think about, you know, building tools, but it, or was it something you just kind of made internally and then kind of turned into a customer-facing product? Yeah, absolutely. So this software was really just for us um, because we were mostly doing affiliate stuff. We were very successful uh, doing affiliate stuff, um, but we also had a couple of uh, couple of very large uh, brands which we were consulting. Although I really got to admit, I'm not really the SEO consultant kind of guy, um, but there were still like a, a pretty large brands where you just don't say no, right? <laughs> and like very large websites and you had very unique problems, especially working with the tools that were available back then, something like Xenu or Screaming Frog. You know, I still like those tools, but it was just not performant enough. It was just not um, uh, like, like the, I need more information. We need it faster. We need it deeper and that kind of stuff. So this was really when Merlin, our CTO, basically just, okay, let's do it ourselves. And we really, we really never intended um to be a software provider because we, of course, I mean, we were four people back then and we knew you have to have uh, people selling the software, you have to have people supporting the software or the, the clients, you have to have um, like continuous uh, amount of innovation going into the product, so a large uh, IT team and that kind of stuff. And we, were, we weren't really looking to be like a, yeah, as I said, a software provider. But then it, yeah, it just came because people... Um, 
like industry friends, they saw the software and they were like, I want to use that too. You know, you should release it to the public. And we were always like, no, I don't know. And also we didn't know if there was really a market because it's, it's a very, you know, technical SEO software. It's a very niche B2B uh, kind of thing. It has definitely blown up into a much wider uh, uh, industry uh, now. I think there's different companies doing similar things uh, that have started a little bit later. Um, than us, but it is definitely grown to be a very uh, interesting industry. Um, but um, but but still, for us, it, we weren't really sure about it. So we did a beta version, and we said a hundred beta accounts for eighty nine euros a month, um, and let's see, you know, how it works, how it scales, if people understand how to work with the software, if it still works performantly, if a hundred people using the software, and all these accounts were gone in less than twenty four hours. Wow. So it was basically at that time when we said. Okay, now we got to do it, right? Yeah, I mean, you get some, you get a return like that. Yeah, it kind of validates your your product has something that people want. Like all, you mentioned Screaming Frog and some of these other products who just didn't really, you know, solve the need that you had. I think a lot of people find that tools kind of start in a certain angle and solve a specific need strongly. Um, what what you know, technical SEOs, you know, broad term. What exactly would you say are the key things that people would get from OnPage.org? Oh, I mean, we have we have over uh, like 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 everything. I mean, like, there's so much stuff. Uh, it's 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 really um, it's not about individual things. It's really like being a hundred percent perfect website, right? It's not a tactic driven approach anymore. Like back in the days, it's really about having a perfect website. You know, it's got to be it's got to be crawlable. Um, so so uh, so everybody I'd say like the crawler can go very smoothly to the page you have to have good content it needs to be fast fast loading um so not just a fast server, but also uh, optimized on every angles for speed optimization, uh, and and also that it's uh, that it's that it's uh, um, omni device friendly, so that it's basically the same user experience on all desktop, mobile, and tablet devices. So there's there's so much angles that go into this, and basically it's really about you know building a hundred percent perfect website. That's what it's about, and this is what onpage.org uh, is is helping uh, is helping you with, and as I. Said over one hundred thousand, uh, one hundred eighty thousand users uh, are right now. Um, yeah, trusting in the innovation of our software. Right? One of the interesting features that you guys had that I thought was you know kind of unique, and it kind of surrounds around the topic that we've you know, discussed on different occasions is this concept around TFIDF. Um, and I think it's, it's interesting because after we had that conversation about TFIDF, I was like, what the hell is, TD? you know, I mean, I mean, you explained it to me in our conversation, but even afterwards I was kind of like, well, why is no, I've never heard about this. And so I started Googling it, I started looking around. There's just really not a lot of conversation in the U.S. about, you know, TFIDF. And I think most people don't know what it is why it would be helpful. Um, can you explain for us a little bit? I mean, th this is cool because it's an actual feature that your tool has that I don't know that anybody else really has. I don't know a lot of the, you know, I don't use the tools a ton across the board, but I think it's pretty unique to OnPage. What is TFIDF? Why should we care about it? Um, 
Yeah, okay. Also, first of all, TFIDF has been one of the most dominating topics in the German SEO scene for the past four years. Uh, and for one reason, because it works. <laughs> uh, and it's actually, it's, it's, it's picking up a little in the US right now. Um, it started with, a, with an article from Dr. Pete on the Moz blog, but he was doing it very complicated with Excel and like very complicated formulas in Excel, like really not very usable. Um, but I think the newest uh, keyword tool in Moz actually offers also a little bit of TDF IDF. Um, and Searchmetric is doing something similar. Um, but we have been, uh, this is one of our modules for four years now. So it's actually also a third generation uh, TFIDF tool now. Because as I said, for the past four years, it's, 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 very, uh, it's a very big topic in Germany. And um, I think a lot of people are using uh, our TFIDF uh, module for content optimization. So it's very a popular tool. Um, and here. Um, so basically, TFIDF stands for term frequency, uh, basically with inverse document frequency. There's also a dampening factor in there. It's actually a mathematical formula, which is from the 80s. So it's really like a basis of information retrieval. It's something very, very old, which now can be used to basically reverse engineer how search engines view content. Um, TFIDF has been one of the earliest ranking factors in most of the search engines, I think with, Yahoo, uh, with Yandex, uh, it, it was the third uh, ranking factor overall. And also with Google, I think it was very early on that they uh, leveraged TFIDF for their advantage. Um, but it's, it was not really about ranking back then. Um, the main purpose of a TFIDF um, is, uh, for example, the identification of homonyms. So a word that has different meanings. Um, and here TFIDF can help a lot because you basically um, look at the whole article, at the whole uh, the whole article to find out what this word could actually stand for. So if you have an article that is talking about programming C++, then Java, um, or did I already say that I'm using the example Java? I'm sorry. Uh, so Java uh, uh, is the homonym here. So if I have an article about programming C++, Java is probably meant as the programming language Java. If the article is talking about surfing, beach, uh, Bali, it's probably the island of Java. And if the article is about coffee and taste and beans, it's a probably uh, Java the coffee. Um, so this is how a search engine can determine what a homonym actually stands for in this particular context. Um, and it actually helps a lot with ranking as well because with search queries that you just don't see very often or that you may not ever heard before. And I think these days it's, I think, one-third of all the search query uh, queries that Google is getting each day that Google has never heard before because there's just so many spoken search queries these days and that kind of stuff, also current stuff. And in this case, you just don't have user intent signals and basically like a whole backlog, backlog of history to basically already know what is probably the best result for the user in this case. Um, so you have to determine this on the fly. And TFIDF can help in this place um, because with search queries that Google doesn't see very often or have never heard before, Google favors the most holistic content in most, uh, most of the times um, because if I haven't heard that search query before, I just don't know what you are really looking for, right? Um, what do you mean and, by holistic content? What does that mean? Um, but basically, like um, having like um, like 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 tackling the 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 topic uh, holistically. My meaning, I've like in this article, there is a lot of stuff 
uh, surrounding this, what the guy is asking for. And I give you the the the, the other example. The other example would be um, like from back from the days, like an Alta Vista example. Uh, I give you okay. Let's take one like real example. So let's take the search query smartphones for left-handed women. Uh, I think it's safe to assume that not a lot of people are searching for this search query. Sure. So now Google has like five hundred thousand results in their database, which could potentially rank for smartphones for left-handed women. But now it's about what's the best result? What are the top 10, right? Um, and in this case, they favor the most holistic results. So in an article talking about smartphones, which also, you know, left-handed women uh, probably also talking about different smartphones. I don't know. And especially in comparison to like an old-school Alta Vista spamming kind of stuff. So you basically have an, a page with that exact keyword combination a hundred times over on the page. So there's nothing else on the page, just this keyword com com uh, combination. So this is a very poor result, although it's a hundred times exactly what the guy is asking for. But Google would rather favor a more holistic result because since I don't know what you're looking for, if I serve you a more holistic result, there's a higher chance that you actually find something in that article that that actually um, um, satisfies your search need. Um, and again, the one example with the 100 times all over the page, that's just a very poor result and you don't want to serve this. And this is where TFIDF comes into play and where it actually helps a lot um, with also ranking the content, yeah. I hope so, it's completely, especially in English. I'm sorry, I'm not, no, uh, it's not my mother language, yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. It's just, I think, you know, as I kind of, alluded to it there you know in the beginning of the podcast it's this is really an advanced concept and i i think that you know i'm definitely bought into it and i think most people would say yeah this is really cool it's a part of the patents in google it's 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 a part of the algorithm it, it allows you to you know um you know find these opportunities so so can you walk through for the you know listeners who are interested in this kind of concept what would be the starting point, middle point, end point? What would people do with this? Okay, what do I do right now with TFIDF to improve my website? Uh, well, it's basically like a keyword research, a keyword inspirational tool. That's what it's all about, right? You, do, you, you, you get keyword inspiration of what could be, um, what could be uh, terms, what could be concepts that could be added to your page to enrich it, make it a more holistic result. That's what it's all about. It's not really about like tactic-driven, um, you know, write this on your page, write that on the page, and three times this term and five times this term. That's not what it's about, right? It's not about gaming search engines. It's more about keyword inspiration. That's what it's for. Um, and for example, I can give you a, a fun example. Um, um, for example, if you do a, um, a TFIDF analysis for smartphone in the US, right, you get like terms like iPhone, Android, Samsung, uh, and stuff like this. So this is, this is very easy. And this is also something where, you know, adding a word won't get you ranking any higher, right? But we're yeah. talking about the long tail stuff. But if I do the same smartphone analysis in the English language, but for target market Japan, it will show a high correlation for the term waterproof um, because, interestingly enough, uh, I think 95% of all smartphones being sold in Asia are waterproof for whatever reason, right? <laughs> uh, 
so maybe they they needed uh, to uh, to have it in the shower, whatever. I mean, it's even <laughs> there. But this is, I think, a prime example because um, Asian people are very uh, keen on having waterproof phones, right? So it's very important to add the term waterproof to your pages um, because there there seem to be a lot of people searching for waterproof a term uh, like waterproof in combination with smartphone or whatever. Um, so it's really about not just the language, but also the target market. Um, and you'd probably want to incorporate that more than just throwing a keyword in there. You'd want to put like a little blurb that actually speaks to it, right? Like you know, add a section to it, or if you're comparing, you add it to your charts. You know, is it waterproof? Yes or no, um, and things like that, so that it you know is valuable, right? Exactly. This is exactly what it's about. That's what I meant earlier. I mean, you can still write shitty content with good data. <laughs> it's really about incorporating, understanding that there is something which you did, just didn't think of, right? Inspiration. Oh, I didn't even know that, you know, it needs to be waterproof, right? And, and this is something, okay, I need to incorporate that into my pages where I'm trying to sell smartphones to Japan or whatever, right? So this is really what TFIDF analysis is about. Um, not just adding keywords and and a certain time or whatever. It's really about now. Keywords. Now finding that inspiration does that require? I mean, realistically speaking, nobody does keyword research by hand. Is TDIDF something? TFIDF something that people can do by hand, or is it something that you need to use a tool for? What What would uh, be your I, thoughts? Uh, by hand is very complicated. I, I mean, I, as I said, Dr. Pete had an article about it, doing this with Excel. It was like highly complicated. Um, it, it, it definitely makes sense to, to have a tool for this because the most important thing is the corpus, right? The corpus where you're actually extracting the information from. Of course, you can basically just scrape Google results, um, but you will run into different problems just scraping Google results. So it's really about building a corpus for a specific language in a specific uh, target market and not just scraping Google results. So the corpus is very important and then also extracting the information because you basically, um, you're, you're looking at all the pages that are ranking well for whatever you're searching for and then you extract the terms, you, uh, you extract the unique terms and then you also have to weigh them because um, it's not just, you know, just, okay, these are all the terms that's been used, so just pick uh, whatever you need. It's really about weighing them, what seems to be really important. Um, and this is, this is what it's really about. Yeah. So, you know, everybody always says when it comes to search marketing, online marketing in general, people generally feel like there's a lot to do. There's a lot of things to do, and there's no way I'm going to get to them all. In, you know, what do you think is the the place for TFIDF and priority when it comes to SEO? Is it something that you, you can say it, it fits kind of like up there in, in, in today's online marketing? Is this something people really need to spend more time focusing on? Or is it something that's like a uh, you know, bonus? Is it something people do when they have finished their other, other efforts? Um, well, I can just give you an example. In Germany here, it is it is like really on everybody's mind. Really, everybody in, in, in probably SEO, like probably 80% of the people in SEO will have heard about TFIDF. Uh, and uh, it's like very important um, for like large newspapers or small affiliates. I think everybody is, is using that uh, to their advantage. Um, and uh, this is why I'm a little bit amazed that it really hasn't picked up on uh, like in, in the whole world. But, uh, but it's, it's, it's still, of course... 
I mean, a little bit complicated uh, of, at first, and also it, it has a sort of like the like like the voodoo kind of thing, the keyboard density, and where people like say, oh no, that's that's old school, and especially I mean, the mathematical formula is from the '80s, so it's like really old school stuff, right? And people will like just say, oh no, it's just like a tactic back from the days, and this is not um, what it's about these days. But these are the people that are just don't understand it correctly and just are not using it right. Because as I said, it, it's, it's, it should only be used as a keyword inspirational tool. And this is what people are actually using it uh, here for. So, and this is where it really serves a lot of value. I have like, really, I have a lot of examples um, where you really see um, like content without any links, you know, getting promoted to the first page um, just by providing a more holistic result for a specific term. Because it's really these days SEO is about understanding the search intent, understanding the user intent to basically really serve them the result that serves the user best. But in SEO, it's not about Google doesn't want to rank the site that does the best SEO. It's about which is the best result for the user. And this is what you're basically trying to reverse engineer and basically create a better um, a better page for the user. So this is really no voodoo. This is just like another tool you can you can use for uh, just content optimization and and it really works. Yeah. Well, I, I thought that was interesting. You know, the point you're making is similar to the point that I was going to make, and that's that, you know, everybody struggles right now in the content marketing space to try to find some way to correlate their efforts back to value for SEO, right? It's mm -hmm. like, okay, so I'm doing all this content. I'm publishing all this stuff. I'm sharing it all. I'm promoting it all. But what is it really doing for me? Um, and it's interesting because if you could, you know, through your content, um, you know, kind of ideation process, if you were able to look into, you know, some of the TFIDF uh, results, then you could probably find different content ideas that you haven't talked about and that clearly haven't been talked about a lot at all. And it could yeah. give you some really good opportunities. On top of that, if you could look at, you know, um, uh, actually, they haven't released that yet. Uh, I'm beta testing, alpha testing the uh, the the Google uh, Webmaster Central results. But there's some cool stuff coming that, in combination with that, will allow you to also start really um, kind of positioning yourself for the rich, you know, the featured snippets as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah. um, so this is this is something that you think I mean, content marketers could use as well. Is the is the tools like how does the tool result? you know, that you have? I mean, obviously every tool has their own, you know, process and whatnot, but with OnPage, how does it function for somebody to be able to get in and find this information out? Do you just go in and type in a phrase and it gives you um, some results? You type in the phrase and you get the results. And then you basically just filter them. You, uh, you, um, you narrow down um, the result set and then you, you come to, it's very hard to explain um, not not showing it. Not showing it, yeah. You just enter you just enter the, the word or the key phrase and then you get the words and then you filter it a little bit more. Um you can also do a little bit more detailed analysis because you really want to see um, you know, is it just a word is it a word that is really important that all the pages that are ranking well for a particular keyword are also having this keyword on the page, or is it just a fraction of all pages that have that? And you can basically narrow down the result. And we also have a text editor, so you can basically start typing your text or copy and paste your content in there, and then we give you uh, like content inspiration, like a keyword inspiration. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it basically says, hey, you could use this keyword a little bit more. Hey, you should add this keyword right here. Um, 
it's like very easy uh, to use um, and it, actually you know with onpage.org it's also uh, included in the free version so you can just sign up with onpage.org for free and you can you can use it uh, and just try it out um, what what's again, the what's the difference between the free and the paid version then um, actually, the free version of OnPage.org is, is like mostly the same as the one that even enterprise clients have. The only difference is really the scale. So with the free version, we only crawl 100 URLs. Um, and, uh, and then it's basically right with OnPage.org is really just about the scale. So how many pages you need crawled, how many projects do you need, how many people need to access the data, and how many keywords do you monitor, whatever. Right? So it's really about the scale. And the free version is like really for small webmasters that have a smaller website. Um, so in 100 URLs is just perfectly fine. Uh, but we actually had to limit the, the tool use of TFIDF to five queries a month, um, and starting with the the paid account, uh, it's it's unlimited use. So and because it's a very dominating topic, you have a lot of people using TFIDF analysis, so a lot of people would just use the free account just doing TFIDF analysis. So and so so up. anybody listening for our awesome audience, is there any kind of uh, deal or coupon code or something I can talk you into giving us? on the fly for, for anybody who wants to get into the enterprise versions? Uh, yeah, it's on enterprise. I mean, Pro starts at 99 oh. euros, uh, I think $119 uh, dollars, uh, a month. Um, I can definitely give something on top. Uh, if, it, if it comes, we are marketing nerds. Um, that's, uh, that's not the problem, uh, of course. But I, I, I mean, everybody can just try the free account, you know, take a look at the software. Um, and then if you if you like what you see, you know maybe you just want to crawl a little bit more. Um, and it's really we have a lot of different modules also in there. Um, also we have a real time um, site analysis tool, so you can do a single page analysis in real time. Um, we also have uh, uptime monitoring, server monitoring, robots.txt monitoring, keyword monitoring, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, and so there's it's, it's a big toolbox with a lot of different stuff. Although the crawling, uh, it's called on-page or zoom uh, within the tool set, um, is basically the heart of the software. Um, this is what really makes the software great. But yeah, just feel free to roam around in the free version. And then if they and if, and if they decide to pay up, they can just mention something about marketing nerds. Yes, right. Email you know with mentioning marketing nerds. My email is m at m dot de. Yeah, it's really like this m at m dot de. Very short. Uh, an m basically. M, m at, at sign m dot de. Yeah, that's me. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I've been around for a long time. Um, and uh, mentioning marketing nerds podcast, and I will, I will, yeah, I will come up with something that you'll like. Yeah. So obviously, this is a topic um, very popular. I feel like people after listening to this are definitely going to be more interested in. Um, are you writing about this regularly? Are you talking about it? Where can people kind of find maybe some of your presentations, some of your articles, some some way of following you? Uh, well, I mean, of course, Twitter, Twitter.com, media, media Um We actually have a landing page on TFIDF where we haven't, haven't released it yet, um, but uh, we can just release it right now, I guess, um, where we really explain the whole concept, explain the math behind it. And because I still, I know it sounds a little bit like voodoo if you explain it in 10 minutes, but if you look at, uh, at the math and really how it works and you, you get a much better sense of, uh, of why you should sure. be trying it out. Um, it's, uh, maybe you can link to it. Yeah. And if you want to look at a presentation, my, my TED Talk uh, is, is on YouTube. Uh, 
It's, okay, I was uh, at TED in 2013. Uh, it's about the future of search, uh, but it's, I think, still fun to watch. I mean, you know, my, my presentation style, it's very <laughs> uh, sort of entertainment. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe they also like it. So just search for Ted Tandler, uh, Tandler uh, my name, and you find my TED Talk about the future of search. Awesome. Uh, all right, Marcus, uh, I really appreciate you joining us today. Uh, a lot of really good information. Appreciate you bearing with me, and uh, uh, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. It was really a pleasure uh, being at the Marketing Nerds uh, podcast. And for all you marketing nerds out there, thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, it's now voodoo. Uh, it's good SEO. This is SEO in the age of artificial intelligence. This is what it's all about. Thank you very much. Bye. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.